Content warning, this episode talks about sexual assault and stealthing. Good afternoon to all my fuck demons. I'm your queen and host, and welcome to Sex News with Ray. Keep us in business by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sexnews with Ray. Send her money. Send her money. Send me money. Bitches just want e-transfers. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, I don't know if you have e-transfers in the Netherlands, but here that's like our like bank, direct bank to bank transfers. We don't really use Send cash her. apps. Send me e-transfers. I'm here with Ellen, taboo-breaking intersectional feminist and self-proclaimed slut. Ellen Moore is the host, founder, and executive producer of podcast and talk show, The Slut Show. And she also that's wants me. your e-transfers. <laughs> Yes, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. I'll set, I'll get one set set up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take your money. Our article today is called "Stealthing: California Poised to Outlaw Removing Condom Without Consent During Sex." And this is an article from September 9th, twenty twenty one, from the Guardian, trustworthy source. California is planning on outlawing stealthing, which is removing a condom without verbal consent during sex. Uh, and they want to add stealthing to the civil definition of sexual battery, and the bill would amend the civil code allowing victims to sue perpetrators for damages. They also clarify it would not change the criminal code, meaning you won't go to jail. You just pay a fine or can get sued. I quote from the article, Globally, one in three women and one in five men have been victims of stealthing, according to a 2018 study. A 2019 paper found that 12% of women aged 21 to 30 reported they had a partner engaged in stealthing, while a 2017 Yale University study found that ACT was on the rise against women and gay men. Lawmakers unanimously backed the bill, and the Erotic Service Providers Legal Educational Research Projects, which is a local advocacy group, says this would also allow sex workers to sue clients who remove condoms during otherwise consensual sex. The Senate also moved forward with a bill to treat the rape of a spouse the same way as the rape of a non-spouse, which is mostly about legal consequences as opposed to moral consequences. It's absolutely insane. The whole article, which I found very interesting. Like, we're talking about stealthing, but also the bill talked about these other sex things. Right. Baffling to me that this is not illegal. Like, I just, I live in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I literally, right before recording this, I looked up if it was legal or not. And it's, it is not illegal here. So people can just participate in, in stealthing and just do this, which is if you ask me, sexual assault, um, and they can just get away with it. It's definitely defined as sexual assault here. Yeah. There's always that question between, like, what does that mean legally? And what does that actually mean socially? But I think in Canada, stealthing is sexual assault, and you are not encouraged to sexually assault people here. No, and as it should be. No one should ever be encouraged uh, into sexual assault, obviously. (laughs) Yes. Uh, well, I know that you had talked about um, being passionate about stealthing and how shitty it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I Luckily, this has never happened to me. And um, I, I definitely am a huge advocate of obviously not doing that. Um, but in general, like, um, I had a friend, uh, which might be a trigger for, for some people, um, who was sexually assaulted. Um, I will not use the R word, uh, by multiple people. And she was very close to me. And when that happened, I, something like that had happened before to friends of mine, but not in to that extent. And when we went to the police together, uh, I, I was by her side during the entire process of going to the hospital, calling, going to the police. And she was not taken seriously for a single second. And it just made me so angry. And I just, 
she was sitting there telling her story of this huge trauma and not being taken seriously. And the fact that, uh, speaking of laws and, and, and how everything is arranged in this patriarchal shit show of a world, um, it's, it's insane. It's baffling to me. This is, this is where, I mean, I know, uh, we're going to get political for a second. There's that huge movement in the States and everywhere now talking about defunding the police, basically reallocate the money to training social workers to be on site because police are not trained on how to be like police are trained to see everyone as a potential criminal. So when you have someone coming in and saying this happened to me, this horrible thing, and I'm a victim, the police are not trained on how to talk to victims of a crime. We literally had a uh, a police officer on the phone, a man, obviously. I don't know if he was white, but I dare to put all my fucking money on it. <laughs> um, he literally said, uh, don't you dare be so rude to me when I called him out on vixen blaming her. I've And he said, I've been working uh, here for 20 years. And the only thing I thought, well, then that's a real fucking issue, mate. Have you heard of the slut walk? Have you heard of that protest? I, yeah-ish. Let but- me tell you about the slut walk. It's a, it's like, I'm from Toronto and we had a police officer say to a, basically to a, a room, I can't remember, it might've been like a university. I have to look this up. This is just from memory now, but it might've been like a room full of women or mixed, mixed genders, people and a university talk. And it was talking about date rape prevention. And it was a lot on, you know, well, what were you wearing? And make sure to watch your drink. And, you know, oh, well, you got, you know, it was very victim blaming and very much blaming women. So the people got, the people got, who were there got together and did what they called the slut walk, where they protested and demanded that the police officers get better sexual assault training. And the whole point of the slut walk was to get change within the police department. I don't know if they're actually, I mean, you know, bureaucracy, change is a whole boring process. But for years, we had this big protest that happened every year where a bunch of, it was very much like a bunch of women who'd been assaulted. So, you know, anyone who, most women were welcome and allies of women who have been, so everyone was invited, you know, and everybody, everybody was invited to this party and you would march the streets and there would be a lot of uh, people wearing what they had been assaulted in with signs saying, did I fucking deserve it? And they'd just be wearing their regular clothes, right? Just like, oh, don't dress so slutty if you don't want to be assaulted. And it's like people in sweatpants. Yeah. And then you also got the other half of people saying, and even if I was dressed like a slut, you can't tell me that that means I deserve it. So you had another half of the people just dressing, like wearing as little as they could possibly wear and still be comfortable being in public. And then you would have like men lining the streets, like gross men, not all men in this case, but you would have certain men like lining the streets, like literally catcalling and being disgusting and we're like and this is exactly why we have the slut walk this is exactly what it's for oh my god and people would right. gather in a park and then have like a megaphone and be telling their stories of sexual assault or anyway so that's the slut walk and i don't think we've done that's it recently amazing. because the police did sign something saying like yes we will change the way people are trained and make sure that people are given adequate training and then the question is is it actually better now um i mean i've never had to report anything to the police and to be honest like I understand why people don't report to the police because the only reason you would report something to the police is if you plan on taking legal action. So if you don't plan on taking legal action, why would you put yourself through that? Yeah. And if if it's a guarantee that you will not be taken seriously in court because you are a woman and you were supposedly asking for it, which fuck, fuck the hell off. It's not true. You were never asking for it. 
Sexual assault is never okay, and it is never the victim's fault, no matter what the context is. Oh, Ellen, I lost you. All right, Ellen, you were saying. Yes, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what I was talking about. We were talking about, you were saying sexual assault is never okay. Going to the police. Right. I mean, if if you are going to the police knowing that you're not going to be taken seriously or that you're going to be victim blamed, it's only going to make the trauma worse. So why would you even go? Yeah. And uh, then even if you are treated as the as you should be treated, um, there is still the fact that you're literally not taken seriously in court and the chances of you actually winning a court case are very little because there's not enough proof. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sexual assault is one of the only situations where it's very hard to prove anything with evidence, even, you know, okay, we prove that this person engaged in intercourse, but there's no proof on intention. And that's why we have courts and why we have people. I would say overall, we've seen a lot more improvement on this. Like you can see it sort of with the, uh, like Kesha and her giant, very public court case against her abuser. And then Uh Free Britney was another scenario where, you know, patriarchal men trying to control women and I think yeah. there have been a few more legal successes recently. There's definitely improvement for sure. I, I will not deny that at all because it's true. And I'm very happy there's finally some form of improvement, but it's not going fast enough if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, what, 100 years since women got the right to vote? So, right. Which, by the way, is a very interesting history. The only reason women fought for the right to vote was because in, in England, women lost the right to vote. Landowning women were allowed to vote and then they legally changed something in like the early 1900s saying like, oh, nope, now even if you're a landowning woman, you can't vote. And then they went, fuck you, we want our rights back and then advocated for like, because then the only people who could vote were landowners. So the only reason that movement started was because women actually lost their right. And then in America, they never had the right in the first place. So, you know. Luckily, it becomes, now we're in 2021. <laughs> yes, but the suffragettes in England bombed politicians' houses, like firebombed their houses with like bottles of liquor and got really, there was like two branches, the ones that were like, firebomb the houses, terrorists attack them. <laughs> Love and the other half that were like, no, we need to be peaceful and work within the system. And I'm like, this feels familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> right, yeah, totally. Terrorism is wrong. Don't firebomb people's houses. This was not saying, uh, I do that. Yeah. It. yeah. No. Don't sue us. I wonder why people think stealthing is a good idea. I feel like there's so many people who are who say, oh, condoms suck. And like, as a sex educator, condoms are great. Condoms feel fine. You should use a condom. And as a person, everybody fucking hates condoms. That doesn't mean we don't right. use them. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's fine to, to admit the fact that you fucking hate condoms, which, yeah, same. But I am also very happy they are there and they prevent me from uh, getting sexual sexually transmitted diseases or whatever and they prevent me from actually getting pregnant which is definitely not something i am planning to do any day soon well you know the guy i I get the sense that the guys who are into stealthing are the same guys who have thought absolutely nothing about what to do in the aftermath like what happens if this person does get pregnant they don't care if they are asymptomatic for sti these are the same guys who don't get tested for stis in the first place you know what i mean there you go i probably yeah no absolutely 100%. 100%. Or maybe, I don't get it either, like, at all. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what sex ed is like in the Netherlands, but I remember being in school, and they say it's improved, but I don't think it has. And I remember um, being given a list of things to say if a guy doesn't want to use a condom. Like, oh, well, we really need to. And what do you say if he says, it doesn't feel good? You, you know, how do you respond? And they never said, 
to us as women, well, how do you make sure you use it even if it doesn't feel good? There was this assumption right. that of course we would want to use condoms as women. Yeah. Oh my it God, feels fine you. to us, you know? No, it doesn't. It also, like your natural lube is gone the second a condom enters the the magical world of the JJ. feels that way, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It feels like it, you're in the shower, which is all already, I mean, shower sex is always difficult considering the loop or the lack thereof. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm definitely use condoms, have safe sex, um, and don't get knocked up unless you want to. But I mean, it's 2021. How come there's nothing better than condoms? <laughs> Uh, well, the funny thing is they're actually condoms are, I guess, the new updated technology. They're getting thinner and thinner. They're, you know, lube is better. I would recommend silicone lube over water-based lube for shower sex, by the way. I say as that someone who like <laughs> has gotten into the shower in a full latex cat suit covered in lube, silicone lube, and then like almost slipped and fell oh, and wow. died. So it definitely oh, doesn't, you know, not act, not like died, like, but like but, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a slippery situation. So I would recommend slippery if you want, slope, yeah. if you're going to have shower sex, make sure you got some silicone lube nearby. And and grippies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Someone was like, why don't you just use your cat suit lube? I'm like, because I get it from a factory and I don't know if it's the same kind of lube. I don't right. know. I'm not a scientist. So, anyway. Do you get into your cat suit by putting lube around your body or do you put the lube around on top of the cat suit? Both. I actually lube up the oh. inside of the cat suit and then you shine oh, it with you. silicone lube. Yeah. You shine up the yeah. So I have like a whole, I post videos of me doing this sometimes to my um, oh. OnlyFans of me like putting lube in the cat suit and getting into it. It is not sexy. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it's really because they're neck entry. So you're like coming in through the neck. I don't even have zippers in them except in the crotch. So, oh my God. so it's really like at one point, like I have something the size of my neck around my waist. And it's just, that is a, not a flattering look. Yeah. Anyway interesting i'm learning i love it yes uh anyway so yeah so if you want to have shower sex you know yeah i know very good one but i think the reason shower sex sucks if you are not fluid bonded with your partner is because then you still need to use a condom yeah no just just i don't know um yeah, I, I don't have any good advice because I don't want to say have unsafe sex. That's not good. Um, and I don't want to like recommend uh, uh, birth control for, for women, which is always uh, doing crap to our bodies. So like, if you would like to have uh, a quote unquote unsafe sex with a partner with whom you are having sex regularly, then definitely get some birth control or whatever. I, I you know, pulling out is actually like a better method of birth control than, oh the, than the abstinence method, which no one is successful at. So, you know, yeah. well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you're never going to have someone recommend pulling out as your birth control method, well, but pulling out is a birth control method. <laughs> If abstinence is the other option, then I guess, <laughs> but yeah, but don't don't use the pulling out method. People. All I will say is uh, use a condom and don't remove it without your partner's consent, please. I well, here, here. Uh, well, you know, two feminists in a room. I like how the article ended talking about spousal rape just as a throwaway. Yeah, just like you know, detail little. You know? Yeah, if someone needs proof that the patriarchy exists, I feel like these laws prove it. Like the fact that they need to amend these laws about spousal rape. People do not realize in certain places of the world, not that long ago, it was perfectly legal to rape your wife, but and not your I, husband. Right. How, how, how? I'm just, 
these are the type of things that just I don't know. I just don't have anything to say anymore because it's just the patriarch is so fucking real, and this is literal proof of exactly what we what we stand for, what we are fighting against, and it's just tiring to constantly have to repeat yourself. I mean, isn't it fucking blatantly obvious to everyone that the patriarchy is still a very well functioning system? Most people who benefit from it probably don't have it shoved in their face on the day to day. Of course. Which is 50. I don't know. That's actually not fair. There are a lot of feminist men out there. I hate when when we fall into the trap of all women are feminists and all men are. Oh, no, absolutely. Are yeah, yeah. Women voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> Wasn't me, honey. <laughs> no, thank God we're not in those countries either. But like whenever people are like, well, all right. women in the sisterhood, I'm like, sisterhood, that's just as sexist, assuming that all women have the same opinions. Like, 100%, yeah. Women vote outside of their best interest all the time, in my opinion yeah yeah i i mean privilege is, is invisible to those who have it and that's as much for for racism as it is for sexism as it is for the patriarchy as it is for everything yeah so like what are some of the sex laws where you live like what's allowed what isn't what sends you to jail do you know i don't to be honest <laughs> what i would say what what would you consider the social norms then because there's like what's legal and then there's what's socially acceptable and usually there's right. two different things like special um, rape was legal but still not socially acceptable hopefully right i mean i i think i've i've radicalized too much to give give an objective um answer to this i i I have a lot of suggestions on what i think should and should not be legally acceptable but i think that's more of more my opinion than it is actually give us your opinion you're on the podcast i mean of course it should be fucking illegal to to rape anyone in general sexual assault needs to always be illegal in every single scenario um and simultaneously, however, I am aware of all of the uh, the loopholes and the uh, the reasons why this, the laws are made the way they are. Um, and I don't have the solution for all of these uh, incredibly difficult and complex um, scenarios and and laws and and uh, traumas that develop. Um, I don't have the solution either, but I do know that what we're doing right now could be better. For sure. Yeah. Like training your police to be able to handle conversations on sexual assault or, you know, making right. sure there's social workers on staff or trauma, you know, responders as opposed to, yeah. you know, yeah. You live in a country that's known for its red light district. Correct. So I sex actually literally can walk, if I walk down my stairs and then I set like 50 steps, I am um, looking at a couple of uh, women working behind the, behind some windows. I have some questions for you, which is one, how does the general population feel about it? And two, how annoying, like, do you have to fight through crowds of tourists all the time? Okay. So firstly, general population is fine with it. And it's just women doing their jobs, uh, sometimes men, sometimes trans people. I don't think it's a really big deal, but of course, for me, this is normal. I have, this is what I've grown up into. And so it doesn't stand out to me as much. Um, but yes, I constantly have to fight through insane amounts of tourists who are taking pictures, which is not allowed, um, and who are not behaving very nicely to these women who are just doing their fucking jobs. Leave these women alone if you're not planning on actually using their services. Um, so I do think it is lovely that a lot of tourists come, come see the red light districts because they are actually, um, you know, they, they give these women work as well, but then treat them correctly. Yeah. And I guess there's no, uh, 
training when you land. Like, hello, if you're going to visit the red, there's no like barricade because it's just like you literally turn a corner and you're in the red light district. And then, you know, there's no barricade with someone saying, hello, I'm thinking like at Oasis, the club that I work at, there's someone like at a door saying, you're about to see naked people. Do you, do you, do you want to see that? Yes. Great. That's an example of consent. And by the way, no photography, like there's no person standing there saying you cannot do these things. And this is how you behave if you're going to be in this area of our city. Right. I think though that if we are, we, well, we live in a world where if you don't say that explicitly, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And I think that's exactly what's the issue with, um, well, the world we live in today. I am only saying negative shit today. (laughs) But I mean, well. Sometimes we have those days. Okay. Well, what's some positive things you want to, are there, uh, well, we did pick the topic of stealthing, and stealthing is not exactly a thrilling happy conversational topic ask me anything about sex (laughs) okay personal story or like general sex question either (laughs) okay have you been to a sex club in amsterdam i haven't actually i have not do you know of any yes i do i know of quite some um but i've never gone there i don't know it just never happened maybe i'll go tonight or something it's actually a pretty good idea Please let I me might know. Ask my flatmate. Yeah. I want to do a sex club tour of the world where I can like go to all of them and see what they're oh. like and like see like what's this one's vibe and what kind of events does that one throw and who are the I'll, people who I'll show I'll go here? to a couple. I'll, I'll show you around when you're in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, please. I no, One no, day please. when this pandemic is over and we know we're not right. going to get trapped by any variants. Yeah. You're more than welcome. I will take you on a tour of sex clubs in Amsterdam. So thrilling. Okay, here's a great sex question. Uh, we don't need to talk about COVID laws because that's depressing. But how did you find the uh, dating and or sex scene during COVID in the Netherlands? Honestly, lovely. <laughs> were people being I, safe? Like, what were no, the rules for you guys? <laughs> no, and me, me definitely not either. I'm like, yeah, I'm, oh God, what can I say? I, um, when, when getting tested was not something that was available at, at the start of this, uh, at the pandemic pandemic um i might have gone out a couple of times where i was better to not go out but it was never like you may may have covid and then i went out never like that Mm -hmm. um but i mean you know we were in lockdown why are you leaving your house woman um but you know if if you haven't had sex in a couple of months uh could you want what's what could you want have you heard of the book Come As You Are? Uh, okay, go yes, through. I've heard of it. I don't... All right. I'm going to give you a fun little quick summary of some things right. and why I greet all of my friends as fuck demons. Um, and they, like, this book has a section talking about, it's talking about sex drive and arousal in women and how it works. And it talks about right. your, like, sexual excitation versus your sexual breaks. It's talking about why some women can't get aroused. And I took this little quiz that mm-hmm. was like, do you have high excitation or high, you know, inhibitions? And I was, like, right. scored super high on the excitation super low on the inhibitions. I was like, there is very little that will keep me away from that dick when I want it. Like Exactly. See, I would get the exact same result probably. Yeah. You're like, it overrides the part of your brain that's like, safety is important. And so is caring about the... Yeah. You're like, no, I need it now. That's all I can think about. Yeah. At a certain point, you just want sex. You go into fuck demon mode and COVID can't stop you. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I've had some. I had a very lovely um, friends with benefits thing going on with someone who that's no longer the case, which which is also good. You know, things were nice while they were nice. 
Um, so that was lovely. I was having a great time with that person. So, yeah. I, yeah, that's so, I'm so glad you got laid over the pandemic. It was a lot of great sex. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I met people who were like upset, you know, why are these people going on dates in a pandemic? I'm like, you live with your partner. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, are, we don't get to judge you, other people. You for their married choices. person. Are you going to tell me that I cannot have sex with someone? You live with them. You live with your walking dick. I don't. Well, I mean, there were a lot of divorces that came out of the pandemic. You know, when people spent all this time together, they realized they didn't really like each other anymore. Oh my God. I think it probably was for the better though. These, this pandemic just rushed us to see certain things. Divorces, you know, climate change being, you know, real. Yeah, real. (laughs) Real. Because when you have people not driving cars and working from home, all of a sudden climate change still exists. Who would guess? Right. Yeah, exactly. Is it tulip season over there yet? Just a thought that I'm happy. Um, is that a thing for you guys or is that just a thing the rest of us think about you? I think it's the rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we know about the Netherlands. Sex workers and tulips. And cheese, probably. And what? Sorry. Cheese and, and drugs. Probably. Oh, yeah. Buddha and marijuana. That's right. I'm thinking more like, what did my parents teach me as a kid? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. My husband's family is is Dutch. And so like okay. whenever they, if they go, they'll come back and be like, I brought you a 100 year old aged Gouda. And I'm like, yeah, give me that Dutch 100 year old Gouda. You want to learn how to pronounce it properly? How do you, pre- yeah. How do you say it? Gouda. Oh God, no. If I say that right. here, if I say that here, no one will know what I'm saying. And then I'm yeah. going to be that asshole who like goes and orders like a Chipotle burrito with a Mexican act, like not Mexican, sorry, like a Spanish accent, like the Spanish rolled R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Mexico, I found out it's pronounced like this. And then you go to like Chipotle and order. Like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But no. it's Gouda. Gouda. Oh. Whoa, that was so good. <laughs> Holy shit. We have the Gadarocha in Hebrew too. So that's, you know. Ah, there we go. Learned okay. it in kindergarten. But okay, so I, next time I'm going to tell Alex he owes me a 100-year-old chowda. Yeah, see if there you go. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> Walk really up good. to his grandmother. 100-year-old chowda? <laughs> yeah, wonderful. She'll understand. She'll be yeah. happy you're not saying Buddha instead. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, instead of dick cheese, would you like some chowda? There you go. Yeah, just to bring it back to... Things that are sexual, but not necessarily sexy. <laughs> oh, God. Please yeah. use a condom if you have dick cheese. And please don't stealth uh, that condom if you have dick cheese. Thank you. Um, wash. Your penis. Yeah. Wash your penis. I and think like, I... Just wash your entire body in general. <laughs> but also your penis. Yeah, definitely also your penis. In yes. particular, the penis. Wash <laughs> your penis, Ellen. Uh, I feel like this might be a good time to take a short little break. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We really want to be able to devote our time to giving you entertaining and educational sex content. And we really don't want to have to run ads. If you like what we do, help us pay our bills so we can keep doing it. Join us at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. We have three options for the Patreon. You can officially join the Deviants Defining Elite for $3 US a month, and we'll shout you out on an episode. For $6.66 a month, become a fuck demon and get two bonus episodes every month on top of the shout out. I'll be reading sex news fresh off the press. You can join me twice a month for that. For $18 a month, help us live the high life and we'll throw you some merchandise in exchange. To support the podcast, head to patreon.com slash sex news with Ray and sign up now. And we are back with a listener question. 
Ellen, when is the right time to discuss a plan if one of you were to get pregnant with a new sexual partner? I, I was in doubt because do you mean discussing that um, you're getting pregnant from someone else in like a poly situation or that you got pregnant from your partner? Why don't we answer both? I think this person <laughs> was thinking more like, when do you talk about abortion? But I like right. your interpretation, <laughs> Justice. So why don't we answer both? <laughs> Okay. Um, well, if you're in a poly scenario and you got pregnant by one of your partners and the other partner is the one that didn't get you pregnant, I think you probably should have spoken about that beforehand. But, well, when we're in that scenario anyways, and this is what you deal with, I would say talk as soon as you find out. Yeah, I would say Second if you, you have... I would definitely say so. I mean, I, it depends yeah. on you hierarchical or not. Like if you have a primary partner, you got to tell that primary partner obviously right away. But I think in general, you should at, like, would it be bad to get on a three-way call with both and be like, guys, I'm pregnant and we, and I just wanted to tell both of you at the same time. Or like, right. do you tell the one who got you pregnant first? Or do you tell the primary partner that you live with first? I would hope that well, both would hold your hand at the abortion if that's the route you were going. Yeah. For sure. That is so important. And like, it's still a woman's body. And the only one who gets to decide about the abortion is the person whose body it is, if you ask me. And yeah, sure. Uh, a a father can, can have an opinion about it. But down the line, it's the woman's body that needs to do the, you know, growing the baby and pushing it out. Yeah. I think it's the sort of same conversation with uh, if you're going to introduce, you know, when you're like meeting a new partner, but you're monogamous, you would have a conversation around when you start becoming sexually active. Like, obviously, right. if it's a one night, if it's a one night stand. I would I like to have that whole con like if it's just a hookup, you should still be having a conversation around like birth control protection, what the plan is, like just letting someone know that like if something comes to this, you will be not having this baby or you yeah. need to clearly express if you will. But generally, people don't, I find, like non-sluts, non non-self-proclaimed sluts who maybe yeah. aren't involved in the conversations as often tend to not have these conversations. But I think it's just as important as disclosing the last time you were tested. You just find like yeah. a casual way to bring it up. But I think if you are in like entering a new relationship with someone with multiple people mm -hmm. around the same times that you would have had those with the first partner, you need to like now navigate that. So like, you know, within the first few weeks, I think. Yeah, certainly. I think that this is something that is so, you know, the result of sex can be pregnancy. And so this is, if you are adult enough to have sex, then you should be adult enough to have the conversation about abortion, getting pregnant, STDs, STIs, safe sex, mm -hmm. unsafe sex. Those are all parts of being adult. And if you want to have the good parts, you're also going to have to have the bad parts, yes. I'm afraid. I also so. just generally recommend, no matter what your gender is, having plan B on hand here. It's over the counter. You can just walk yeah. into a pharmacy. You should be able to walk in and pick it up off a shelf, but they don't. They make you like talk to a pharmacist, even though right. they, they shouldn't. You literally have to go say to the pharmacist, can I have plan B? And they give it to you in this giant box and the pill is yeah. tiny and it's just so that people don't steal it. Yeah, uh, insane, same here. Um, but yeah, we can also get it over the counter. And I think it's yeah. definitely a very good recommendation to always have one at hand and also always have pregnancy tests at hand. I always have them just, yeah. you know, to be sure. And like, just if my case. friend gets pregnant or has unsafe sex, I can just, you know, help her out. Yeah. I'm blessed with fertility issues thanks to my polycystic ovarian syndrome, but that doesn't mean I can't get pregnant. Oh, but, you know, that's, that's you know, one thing to keep in mind is that some people with fertility issues as well, it doesn't mean you can't right. get pregnant from the one time. So mm -hmm. it's just good to have 
oh, I don't, it's great. I'm, I'm, I consider myself blessed with fertility issues, <laughs> but not everyone agrees anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's good to have plan B on hand, be, especially if you yeah. haven't had a conversation about that plan yet. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about it. Communication is always key in every single scenario. It doesn't really matter what it's about. If you are struggling with something that other people are involved in, communicate with them, talk yeah. to them. I'm just yeah. imagining this like super fun hookup scenario where this guy is like super hot and ready or woman. I don't know. Well, I guess you don't really need to worry about pregnancy with two women. Okay. So this guy, unless it's a transfer, I'm okay. That's a digression. We're going to say, right. just, we're going to keep it heteronormative for the context of the scenario. And uh, like, I'm just imagining you're there. It's super hot. You're going to the club bathroom for sex because your fuck demon's out and you cannot wait to get home. And you just look at him dead in the eye and go, if you get me pregnant, I'm keeping it. Oh my God. That would be so fucking funny. Imagine if, if you are the person that's who, who gets to hear that. Imagine that you are taking the girl to, um, a bathroom. You're about to fuck her. Everything's super hot. And then she goes, please get me pregnant. I want to keep it. Ooh. That would be so interesting. Talk lock yourself right there. Yeah. Well, oh, also, man. cause there's this, I feel like there's this idea that if, if you're having sex in a bathroom, there's no way you'd want to be getting pregnant. And I'm like, Ooh, that would be, that would be, I think entrapment. Don't be mistaken. No, entra- don't be mistaken. Entrapment is just as bad as stealthing, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. Like, I think when they're like some men have like men have been stealthed as well. Like, I don't think they're just talk- are they talking just gay men or are they talking about men being self by women? I think it can also be by women. You can poke a hole in the condom free, put it on and then have sex with it. You can, there's a lot of different options to stealth as a woman, I guess. Yeah. Which is also why when you're testing out a condom packet, you want to make sure there's still like air in it. Like you check the expiry date, you test right. to see if there's air because if there's no air, the packet might've been breached in some way. Not oh on God, purpose. Why did I but... not know this? <laughs> I went to school for sex education. So I know the 10 step process for putting on a condom and nobody, I did not know. I was never given the condom demo in school. I did not know. Please tell me the 10 steps. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think I've done this on the podcast before, but we'll do it again because you can never do this too often. I also do this sometimes by the pool at Oasis when I'm killing time. I'll be like, everyone (laughs) learning how to do condoms soon. Step one, check the expiry date. Step two, you literally like take it between two fingers like pincers and feel for air. Because if there's no air, the package has been breached in some way. It might be that like it ripped. It might've been that it ripped when you were ripping it off a different package. I'll wait for you to come back. Okay. So that's step two. Is there air? See, you never, I didn't, I didn't even think about that till they taught me. So then step three is you open it. Step four is you test, uh, you do, we call it the hat trick. You want to make sure that it looks like a sombrero because that's the correct way up. So if you blow on it and it looks like a sombrero, then it's the correct way. And if you blow the other way, if you blow on it and it looks like a a toque or like a winter hat, then it's the wrong way. So then you pinch the tip and you roll it down with the other hand. One hand pinch, that's step. Too much blue, but three, four. Step five is unroll all the way to the base. I don't remember what step I'm on. If this video gets pulled, don't release it. <laughs> no, no, no. I will I will not put the video up here. Don't worry. Um, so that's the next one. So then the next step, which I okay. actually have a few tricks here. Uh, the next step is lube, but lube can really this be any so time long. of it. Yeah. So you want to actually add... Is that an extra large? No, it's just a normal... Just all the way... No one ever enrolls it all the way to the end. I'm doing it now. 
Yeah. Okay. So the next step is lube. I like to put a bit of lube on the inside before you unroll it and then lube again on the outside. Because if you have lube on the inside, it also helps with the friction on the penis. So lube on the inside, lube on the outside. And then, you know, you have sex. The next step would be when you remove it, you grab by the base to remove it. Uh The next step is you tie it in a knot. And the last step is you throw it in the garbage, not on the bedroom floor, not on the bed. Throw it in the garbage. Oh my God. I once moved into a place that had filled condoms on the floor. And I, trust me, I was screaming very loudly. That is really gross. Disgusting. Yeah. Do you have that problem where like, come is super fine and you're great with it until you're done having sex and then you're like, disgusting, get it away from me? I, in general, I'm not very fond of sperm. It's sticky and nine out of 10 times it doesn't taste good. And it is just an uncomfortable substance that would, also be fine if it weren't there. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a in a in a, an industry where I meet a lot of people with a lot of variety, and I'll occasionally meet someone. I'll make I like to make I'll make these like throwaway statements about thinking like, oh well, like nobody likes to drink cum, and then I'll meet a girl who's like, no man, I fucking want I I'll like lick it off my own chest. I'll like lick it. I'll be like at Oasis and like see someone like scoop it off their stomach and lick it, and I'm like, Ugh. but if I'm that having sex, so interesting, it's it's fine but like yeah, yeah some people are super no, into i can it. get into it like especially if if uh, the penis owner is vegan i can recommend i can recommend it because there is such a big difference in taste when a penis owner is vegan versus not difference. good to know that uh you know to quote my husband a hot beef injection makes for bad cum <laughs> correct correct Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. (laughs) Ellen, where can people contact or follow you? Um, I host a podcast, The Slot Show, and you can find me on Instagram at The Slot Show with Ellen Moore um, or on YouTube, The Slot Show, and basically everywhere. Just type The Slot Show and you'll find me. I'd love to see you there. You can join the Deviants to Finding a Leap officially at our Patreon on patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. And of course, you can follow Sex News with Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all the same content. You don't need to follow. Well, follow us on all three if you're a super fan. Submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast or email sexnewswithray at gmail.com or DM me as usual. They are open. Do not abuse it. Um, that guy who sent me the I want to eat your arse like groceries, you can go fuck yourself. Follow me at Wife Bay Ray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and Razor Latex on Instagram and OnlyFans. The podcast is engineered and produced by Dave Meisner and is hosted at sexuswithray.podbean.com. Theme music by Blink and Brilliant. Special thank you to Blue Microphones and photography for our logo is by Dolly Shots Photography. Thanks. Have a great day.